Welcome to the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs podcast, where we focus on how to find your voice, develop your message, so that you can get consistently paid speaking gigs that generate income. Not only are you going to learn how to find your voice, but you're going to hear from professionals in the industry who are making a powerful impact, sharing their story, and transforming lives. My name is Charles Clark. I'm an international speaker and ex-professional athlete, and I believe that everyone has a story to tell, but not too many people are telling it. And that's why I created this podcast, because I'm passionate about helping people break the silence, even if their voice shakes. And today's guest is going to give you the insight on how you can do just that. Lon Safko, welcome to the show, brother. (laughs) Great to be here. So, So let the Thrive Tribe know, who is Lon Safko? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Lon Safko, uh, speaker, author. Um, I travel around the world and I teach global marketing to top executives, only top executives of the biggest companies in the world, all over the world, and at least up until recently, until COVID hit. And uh, absolutely love it because it gives me a global perspective, a true global perspective. And tell me about some of those companies that you work with. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. The, the, the coolest one was is uh, Prime Minister Modi of India asked me to come in and teach him about social media. Wow. And I taught him. <laughs> <the staff. laughs> that was like totally insane. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really proud of that. And he won because of it. And he's voted the, the most liked prime minister in the history of India. So, yeah. Man, <laughs> how does it feel to, you know, coach so such influential people in the, in the world? You know, it's it's really exciting. That's the thing. It's so much fun. But the cool thing is that they're just like everybody else. They don't know how to use it and they want to learn how to use it. And they're so accepted. They, they really get into it and wrap their arms around it. And Modi was uh, one of them that him and his team, he wanted to be the most transparent prime minister in history. And he knew that social media was the way to do it. So he just embraced it and did a, an amazing job. So we're going to talk about social media because I know you're the social media king. But before we go there, like, tell us about your story. What's your story all about? <laughs> we can't do that in the amount of time that we have. Uh, a lot of <laughs> and the reason is, is I'm kind of like the Forrest Gump of technology. I change careers about every three years. Uh, my career started as a civil engineer, but then I realized that uh, you build a better mousetrap on the world to beat a path to your door. No, that's not true. You just end up with more dead mice. Mm. So you got to learn how to market. So I got really heavily into marketing yeah. and into technology. I created the first computer to save a human life. I was the first to do voice recognition, voice synthesizing, artificial intelligence. I created the first chatbot and the first artificial intelligent computer for uh, the United States Department of Energy. And then after that, I (laughs) went, uh, I built a computer company uh, for the disabled and I ran that for almost two decades. And then I got uh, into e-commerce and I thought that was totally awesome. And then in 2006, heard about something called Web 2.0 or something. We weren't even sure what it was called. <laughs> Turned out to be social media, wrote the social media Bible, sold about $2 million in copies, uh, which is totally also insane for a business book. And then uh, for about the last 15 years, traveling around the world, teaching executives. Wow. Wow. That, that's that's incredible. I, and I'm, I'm so curious to see how, how did that story end up d- being a story that you tell on the stage? 
You know, and that's what it is. It, being a good speaker is about telling stories. So because my background has so many facets, uh, you can pr pretty much pick any topic and I can give you a personal story or an anecdote that goes along with it. And that's really what relates best to the audiences is that you can connect personally and you can do it authentically. That's also really important. So yeah, almost everything that we talk about in social media or global marketing, there's some anecdote that I can actually share because I market myself and my own companies globally. I have two companies that I run right now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So t talk about like the balance between that all, because, you know, I, I think that can seem overwhelming for a lot of people. I mean, managing all of this, you got a book, you, you know, you have these other companies and you're speaking. What's what's the what's allowing you to keep your, your sanity for one, but also uh, allowing yourself to to grow uh, within these different avenues of your business? Yeah, and that really is the trick is balancing and growth. Uh, well, it, obviously, the first thing that you do is you look, you prioritize and you do that a lot. I mean, the first thing in the morning, I go through my emails. Sometimes I can get through them in an hour or two. Sometimes it can take until noon answering the ones that I have to answer and postponing whichever ones I can push off until, say, the weekend or something when it's a little bit slower. So you're always kind of prioritizing. So I have an e-commerce company and you're I'll be probably one of the few people that you're going to interview that has had an e-commerce store presence for more than 20 years. Wow. I opened one of the very first stores in 1999, and it's still running. Wow. So I have daily stuff. My customers there require a certain amount of time. So they become the second priority, answer all their questions and tech support and whatever. And then I go on to prospecting. And, and that really is the majority of the work for a speaker. I mean, as a speaker, you travel, you speak for an hour, and then you travel home, and then you spend the rest of your time prospecting to get that next gig set up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a, a lot of people don't understand that that concept I, I think so many people believe that the money's gonna come to you i mean money comes to you when you do it right those, those referrals but i honestly believe that only makes up about five percent ten percent of your business right yeah i totally agree with that yeah that's absolutely right when you're on stage you can do a little bit of selling for the podium saying that you know i'm available for weddings and bar mitzvahs or whatever <laughs> as long as you keep right. it cool <laughs> got to keep it on the dl but then uh it really it's it's on the phone it's on the emails it's using linkedin it's constantly getting out there because if you don't do that your your business will stop yeah it, there's so many ways to get these paid speaking gigs what's the top platform that you use to get booked oh no question about it linkedin always loved it always been my favorite I uh, always had a lot of respect for it because you don't see cats playing with tin foil and and dancing squirrels and all that other stuff that you see on Facebook. It's yeah. strictly business, and I, I respect that. So that when I connect with somebody, they know that it's for business reasons, and there's probably going to be something in it for each of us. So the response rate, the conversion rate, is very very high on LinkedIn. Matter of fact, I just used it today to get in touch with a Hollywood producer in uh, in Hollywood, which I could never get past the gatekeepers but i knew i went in i found somebody who knew that person that i knew no problem he says i'll send out an email immediately and tell him to call you uh, can't do that with anything else come on so what would you tell somebody who's who's new to this outreach game and they're like yeah you know what if they turn me down what if what if like they never answer my emails what if this what if that like what would you tell that person who's in that process i'm i'm ready to to do my outreach i'm ready to get these gigs but i'm afraid what would you tell them 
Oh, don't be afraid. First of all, no doesn't mean no until there's a restraining order. So in sales. <laughs> hey, you, you got to explain what that one means right there. <laughs> in sales, in sales. That means that you don't, don't quit. You can't lose if you don't quit. Yeah. That's another one of my philosophies. So you just stay at it. I needed to get to Martin Scorsese, believe it, <laughs> believe it or not. And it took me six months. But I finally found somebody who knew me and knew him. And my trust carried through to this person. And his trust carried through to Martin Scorsese. Mm -hmm. So you just keep on it. Start with LinkedIn. See who the person is that you're trying to get in touch with, either with the organization, get it. Uh, look at the titles of the people that are on LinkedIn and go to the appropriate person. If you can get to the administrative assistant, that's better than trying to get to the person themselves. Because if you can get to the admin and plead your case, she'll introduce you. If you try to go to the person themselves, most of the time they'll just hit the lead. <laughs> right, right, right. So talk about like the psychology of that. You know, before you can even get to that email, there, there's an emotional state of mind that you have to have if you're going to make this work because it's not just about hitting the submit button and now you know you sent out all of these emails but what what about the the mindset that you have when you're when you're submitting these emails let's talk about that state of mind yeah, cool. Uh, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, let's face it, all of us professional speakers are entrepreneurs. As an entrepreneur, we're riding that roller coaster. I mean, <laughs> every once in a while, I joke with my wife when things are really quiet. I said, if you listen really careful, you can hear the click, 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 click of the roller coaster. And what that means is, is that you're about ready to crest over the top, hold on to your backside because we're going down the other side. Yeah. So that's the life of a Entrepreneur, you know it, right? You're right. an entrepreneur. Right. There's these giant peaks and troughs. So if you could come to grips with that and completely understand there's going to be slow times, there's going to be busy times, that's the first thing. That'll help you with your attitude. And then the second thing is, I'm going to say it again, you can't lose if you don't quit. Yeah. Don't quit because that way you won't lose. Just keep at it. No doesn't mean no. It just means that you have to find a different way of doing it. Yeah. And then the other thing that's really important, it's the, it's the WIIFM. It's the what's in it for me. That's critical because if you just get on there and say, hey, hi, I do all these kinds of wonderful things and I want you to pay me to do them, you're sunk in the water. Build that relationship. I never ask for the deal when I connect with somebody on LinkedIn or through email. I just connect first and then I give it a couple of days and then I say, oh, by the way, here's something that I can do to help you if you want to work with me. Yeah, yeah. Make it then do the deal, but don't jump right into it. Don't try to sell because that turns people off. It, 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 it's, it's a huge turnoff. Like, I mean, I, I get tons of it on my, on my LinkedIn. They, they don't even know me and they're talking about my, my business, you know, and, and they're saying, well, I can help you grow. You don't even know, you don't even know me from Adam, bro. Like, <laughs> and, and you trying to tell me what you can do for me. And in the same way, it's, it's kind of like, it's a relationship in the business world. It's like meeting somebody for the first time and you're trying to date them and trying to, you know, marry them. And yeah, the, the thing that you want to want to do, shake hands first. All right. We, we shook hands. Now, the next day, let me let me let me take you out on a date. Let me give you coffee. And then let me give you some flowers. Right. And then after that, let yeah. me kiss you. And then after I kiss oh, you, hey, I want to marry you, you know. So okay, I mean, that's pretty much what I did my, with my wife. <laughs> but like, that's why you're married. See? Yeah. So but but there's a. There's a process involved. I mean, Tribe, I want you all to hear what we're saying here. It's not just yeah. about asking for for the gig, but can you build a relationship with people? Because when you build relationship, you have longevity, right? I, and I'm always looking for 
I'm looking for the no's because if I know I can get a no, I'm closer to that yes. Because <laughs> you got a conversation going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it's much better than a delete. Right. <laughs> Please uh, leave me alone. Uh, take me off your list. You, you get all of that, though, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, and even on LinkedIn, oh, I'm so impressed with your with your bio and your your, your resume. No, oh, come on. You didn't even look at it. You're just sending these things out to everybody. So mm -hmm. don't give me that nonsense. Yeah. Connect with me first. And usually in the connection, what I'll try to do is put someone's name in there that they know. Relationship. Because yeah. that, that carries that trust and that credibility. Right, right. It's... It's the, the layers, the first layer that we talk about within the program that we have is really authenticity, right? If, yeah. if you can communicate with an authentic layer to your conversation, right, then people know this is not spam. That's the first layer yeah. that we got to get through. And, and Absolutely the correct. easiest thing that we can do is to be real yeah. and to be relatable and connect, right? Absolutely right. Yeah. I did, I, one time I said, uh, somebody asked me that question. I said, well, if you're not transparent, your customers will see right through you. Right, right. <laughs> so you are you are known to be the social media king. How has social media grown your speaking business? You know, I could. Well, for, first of all, I couldn't have done it without social media because my 800 page book was about social media. So I kind of was stuck using social media to promote my book on social media. Yeah. So in the early days, it was really easy. I mean, 2007 is when uh, I first started uh, thinking about social media and using it. And even even the social media itself got me the opportunity to get into John Wiley and Sons and to get into a legitimate publisher, not self-publishing on Amazon, but a legitimate publisher. You, you have about the same chance of winning the state lottery. Mm -hmm. So social media really helped me with that with building a network and then as social media began to grow and awareness began to grow the book then began to sell quite a bit but the entire time i was always using social media to connect with that next company to con uh, to uh, put information on facebook of uh, companies and other people that i've worked with i mean it's just constantly propagating facebook linkedin twitter and just keep going around and around and then pushing out videos on youtube and all of that just kind of helps raise the tide it's not i don't want to even say building momentum because it wasn't that fast yeah it just slowly rises the tide so that increased my awareness and then of course because of it certain people would see what i was doing and then somebody say hey could you speak at our next event in slovenia yeah yeah so when you say rising the tide you mean by your credibility yeah it, it just being out there i have I don't know, 250 videos on YouTube and uh, hundreds and hundreds of blog posts and, I don't know, thousands of followers and connections. Just by having those, when people look at my profile, they say, wow, okay, the guy is connected. He's putting out information. He's well-respected. And maybe they'll look at a couple of samples and maybe it'll be good, something that they can use. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll start to feel comfortable. Because right now in the United States, there's over 40,000 motivational speakers in the US, 40,000. And if you look at all of the other wannabe speakers, that pushes that number up to probably close to 80,000 you're competing with. So you have to do something to get above that noise. To stand out, what makes you unique, Tribe? So Yeah, that's exactly. In, in, the, in the industry, we know uh, 2020 was a, a year of pivot, right? It was a, a challenging year for so many people. I mean, even for me, like, I was like, yo, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, like m most of all of what I did was in person. And we, we, yes. we shifted from in person 
to now doing things virtually how have you made that pivot and do you would you say that you have a successful pivot in place to to handle the times that we're in right now absolutely not <laughs> no not at all yeah no i honest to gosh i i would i wish that i can come across as as an expert right now and say oh yeah i got it covered i would be totally lying to you no 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 when covid hit everything that i was doing absolutely stopped Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing is, is that out of a list of 65 current customers that I was about to close, we'd agree to close. Yeah. Not one of the 65 have responded to an email over the last six months because they don't know what to say. Wow. Nobody knows what to do. Wow. So no, business came to a screeching halt. Virtual is nonsense. Nobody wants to pay for virtual because they know that anybody who's watching it 10 minutes into it, they're playing with their dog, they're checking their emails, they're getting a ham sandwich. Nobody's paying attention. We all have Zoom burnout. So they're not paying for it. Yeah, some of the big speakers, uh, Tony Robbins, I'm sure is going to be fine. He'll get through this. But the rest of us, it's not an easy transition. And I don't know how much longer it's going to last. Yeah, yeah. What What do you have in place for, for this situation? Like with your business, I know speaking is a part of it. And you have those other avenues. But as far as speaking, what's what's the plan of action? You know, I mean, the big thing I'm always focusing on is, yeah, I know we got challenging times, but what are we going to do about it right now? How can I not just stay afloat, but can I? How can I thrive? Well, you know, now's a really good time because we are all of us in the industry. We're at a slower, at a dead standstill. Now's the time if you're going to rebrand, rebrand. It's a good time to update your logos, uh, your websites. I mean, clean up your your junk. You know, clean everything up. Get it looking good so that when COVID finally disappears and things start opening back up, you're going to hit the ground with your best foot forward. That's really important. Another thing is books. Um, I think I just completed my 27th book, and I've had six number one bestsellers on Amazon. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So take whatever, look at whatever the current topic is that you're proficient on and write some books. And, and I got to tell you that if you're a professional speaker, you have to have a book at least one book on your subject matter. And it's not as hard as you think. Contact me and I'll give you the secret formula. There's actually a secret formula to, to writing business books. Not that hard. But get self-published. Get at least one or two books on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, not that they're going to generate a lot of revenue because there's 300 million books on Amazon right now. And yeah. you're one of 300 million. So nobody's going to find you. Only your tribe the other thing is Amazon is forcing the prices down to 99 cents a book, and they're keeping 72% of the revenue. So <laughs> that, that's a tough business model to crack. That, that, that's, that's tough right there. I mean, I mean, when, I, when I'm thinking about that, I have the power, and I, I want people to know this too, like we have the power to take control. There's, it's a website. <laughs> it's, it's an app. And we don't have to rely on Facebook. We don't have to rely on these Apple podcasts or, you know, Spotify. We can create our own because this is social media. We have the power to create that. We have the power to create our own business. And we don't have to rely heavily on these other big brands. Yes, they help us out. Yes, they allow us to get exposure to other things. But we got to build our own. Like, don't forget that because any day they can take this off offline any, any well, day, right they can they can delete your followers any any day build your own 
the question I want to absolutely correct. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a political kind of a person. I don't get involved in politics at all ever. Yeah. And when COVID first came, I start I just started a question. I, I wanted more information on how bad COVID was. So I was asking questions. What is the difference between COVID and the standard flu, the influenza that we get every single year? And what is the death rate? I mean, and in America, 65,000 people die from the flu every year. Forget about COVID. Every year. Mm -hmm. As, so I just started questioning it. I have, I have four and a half thousand followers on Facebook. Those are my four and a half thousand closest friends. And they're very active. As soon as I started asking questions about COVID, 14 people and then three. They throttled me down to only reaching three wow. out of 4,900. Wow. So what you said is absolutely correct. So I, again, I stopped. I don't talk about anything that's controversial. Yeah. I stick strictly to social media. But yes, these companies could pull it in a heartbeat without any warning whatsoever. Yeah. And, and you just don't know, like, why why isn't my, stu my stuff hitting? <laughs> you know, I don't know how many times Instagram changed their algorithm, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah, you can host all of this stuff. You can host videos. You can host tweets. You can host blogs. Well, you can do it all on your own website, on your own ISP. Not a problem. Yeah. Now, the only reason that we go with like Amazon, I mean, I have my books, my own website. My followers will find my books, but I'm hoping for that walk-in traffic. Yeah. And it's the only reason that we go to Facebook and LinkedIn and, and Blueberry and Podcast and iUniversity and all those other places. We're hoping for someone who isn't familiar with us accidentally finds us in that search engine and we yeah. get that walk-in traffic. Yeah, for sure. Lon, from your, your expertise... What are three things that you would tell a beginner speaker never to do? Become a professional speaker. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're a speaker, I'm not going to be able to talk you out of it. There's no yeah. question about it because you couldn't talk me out of it. Uh, you know, be prepared. It's it's really it's not as easy as you think. Everything is more and more difficult. Ten or fifteen years ago, it was easier because the internet was still in its infancy and a lot of people didn't know how to use it. And what I mean by that is it's something I call democratization of technology. It's become democratized, which means that, you know, when I did my first book with Wiley back in 07, there really wasn't any vanity publishing or self-publishing. So as I said earlier, it, I had the same chances of getting my book published as I did at winning the lottery, mm -hmm. probably 3 million to one. Now you go to Amazon, you get a free account, you put your crap up there and you hit the button and now you got a crap book on Amazon. And everybody who creates crappy books are doing that. So out of the 300 million, almost all of them are crappy books. So if you got a good book, you're going to have a tough time getting above that noise and, and mm -hmm. getting people to understand that you've you got quality. And the same thing happens with speaking. You've got 80,000 competitors in this country, 80,000, and they're all using the same tools that you are. Yeah. It's very, very difficult to get ahead, to, to beat out those other speakers, especially ones that aren't 100% honest, if you know what I mean. They kind of oversell themselves more than they should. Mm -hmm. So if you're being honest, then you have that difficulty as well. But perseverance, again, don't if you don't quit, you won't lose. You just stick with it. Yeah, that's solid. So, Lon, before we go, where can a tribe find you? Ah, just Google me. Last <laughs> <laughs> everything, I think eighty-five thousand pages that mentioned me. But all kidding aside, yeah, just go to uh, safco.com, S-A-F-K-O.com, or lonsafco.com, and uh, there's there's a connect form, a contact form on all of them. You got any questions at all? If ever I can help you, hey, any friends of yours or friends of mine, 
All right, Alon, appreciate you. Thanks for joining. Oh, let me get that out again. All right, Alon, appreciate you. Thanks for joining. I can't even get it out. Forget it. That's all right, because I don't want to say goodbye. It's too much fun. That's it. All right, this it was a wrap. All right, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. All right, great. Hey, what's up, Trap? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, leave a review because more people just like you who are looking to find a voice, develop their message, and get consistently paid speaking gigs, they're out there. And your voice, it matters. Your review, it matters. So I just want to thank you in advance for doing us a favor so that we can reach more people and impact people's lives. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.